It's 5.55 and 55 seconds. Turn on your headlights. It's time for Night Drive. Good evening and welcome to Night Drive. I'm your host, Horace Wexler. It's late and I am feeling great in this little slice of paradise. It's been an absolutely beautiful day here in Fakahatchee. The humidity was only 89% and we're getting a nice offshore breeze sweeping up from the Gulf. Of course, if uh, you're out there in that water, you'll know the offshore winds have been bringing in the jellyfish. So uh, be careful out there if you're sticking your toes into that salty, salty water. It's just you and me and maybe the moon. Who knows if the moon is even up yet? Is it too early for you, moon? You ragamuffin? Well, tough, tough tits moon. We're here and we are ready to chat. So, how are you feeling tonight, Fakahatchee? I hope you're doing well wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Got nothing on my docket tonight. How's your docket? Stuff on your docket you want to discuss? Why not give me a call up tonight and let's chat that number as you may well know, is 305-209-9686. If you feel like unburdening your soul, go ahead, ring me up if you you feel like you want to unburden your soul or maybe just have a a little jaw sesh. Talk about whatever's whatever's on your mind, whatever's percolating in your brain. I want to hear all of it. All right, well, let's see what's going on in the news while we wait for y'all to ring up. Uh, seems like, uh, the only real thing of note today was, uh, the continued, continued disagreement between Danzy Universe and the governor of Florida. Uh, Danzy, of course, uh, being the most famous kangaroo around the world and very popular among children, uh, and in way too popular among adults for some reason. Uh, but while that roo has conquered and, uh, frankly enslaved the media landscape, the, the company behind him... Uh, is now claiming the Danzy Universe, their theme park, is sovereign, which the governor of Florida strongly disagrees with. Uh, he, he said uh, multiple times now that uh, Danzy Universe will not be an autonomous zone uh, of any sort, frankly. Uh, will not be a town or a municipality or, or even a hamlet inside Florida's borders. Uh, this, uh, you could probably guess, has been met with a lot of disagreement between the two parties. Governor uh, actually terminated Danzy's lease uh, within the state of Florida uh, on, on a technicality, really, uh, and declared the entire theme park to be squatting. Um, which did, then, uh, you know, the kangaroo and all its subsidiaries claim that the theme park is no longer subject to Florida's rules and regulations, uh, and that they currently uh, meet and in many ways exceed the requirements to be considered a sovereign nation by the UN. Uh, and further stated that any attempt to enter the theme park without the purchase of a ticket and the customary trademark Danzy tail uh, will be met with the full force of their security teams to quickly stop any entrant. Uh, whether that be uh, an over-enthusiastic park guest entering without purchasing a ticket to uh, potentially something larger up to the size of an Abrams tank piloted by the Florida National Guard. Obviously, pretty strong words. Starting to see the phone lines light up. Uh, otherwise, like I was saying, the weather has been nice, but uh, we, we do have rain on the forecast here coming up uh, tomorrow morning between uh, 10 and 12 
right around the, the I'm sorry, uh, tomorrow morning between 5 and 5, uh, right about when you'll be commuting to work. Uh, nothing, uh, you know, nothing too serious. Uh, scattered thunderstorms, uh, they're going to kind of move across the city and probably give me a little bit of a commute. Uh, I'll have to remember to bring an umbrella, and uh, you probably should too, if uh, you don't want to get wet. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's go over here to line one. Uh, everyone's snoozing this evening. Seems seems quiet out there. How are you? Go ahead, line one. Oh, uh, hello, hello. Hi, hi. How are you, caller? I'm I'm good. Uh, hi, um, my name's Eric Morton. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I work for I, I work in uh, uh, public relations for NASA. Um, oh. Interesting. Uh, what does that involve, Eric? Oh, uh, you know, just getting information out to the public, you know, encouraging education about astronomy, uh, you know, helping people distinguish between astronomy and astrology, because a lot of times that's right. a question we get. Um, but um, anyway, uh, I was hoping that you guys could help me out. I wanted to use your program, if possible, to get, you know, a little bit of a word out there. Uh, sure. I, I think that's totally fine. I mean, like, uh, you seem like a real smart guy, so I, I, I don't know what we could do to, to benefit you. I, oh. You got all that astronaut training, oh. I'm, I'm sure. Well, I just need I need the eyes of the of the, the public of Fakahatchee because, um, well, so here's what happened. We, we kind of lost mm-hmm. a, a moon rock. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it was and I'm going to be honest here. It was it was my responsibility. Um, they didn't want to uh, ship it. Because uh, it's so important, uh, so they they wanted me to drive it personally from Cape Canaveral to uh, to Houston, mm-hmm. right? Um, to Mission Control, because they were going to, you know, crack it open and study it. And I, I I'll be damned if I didn't accidentally leave it on the roof of my car um, <laughs> and drive off. Um, it, it is so bad. Um, but I got as far as the Panhandle, of Florida, before I realized it was missing. And I was thinking back, and I heard this thud. And it was when I was driving through Fakahatchee, and I figured that must have been when it slid off and fell right. off somewhere in your town. Um, so I was just hoping that if anybody saw a, a moon rock, they could, you know, they could call it in and 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 maybe turn it back in because I need to get that to Houston and 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 and, and if possible, um, you know, uh, you know, maybe directly call me. They don't have to call the NASA main line, you know. It, you know, as much as possible, we don't need to make too big a deal right. about it. Yeah, I, they could reach out to you directly. Um, yeah. I, I think that's definitely something that uh, our audience would uh, would really be open to and, and frankly, probably quite good at. Now, I, I'm assuming because it's a moon rock, it, it's like really bright like the moon, right? Oh, uh, n- no, no. I mean, it's, you know, the, the, the moon is a, it, it reflects the light from the sun. It doesn't itself it glow. So it, it, it's. um. Okay, so the rock Mm -hmm. is like it's bigger than the like a thing that you would like store a loaf of bread in, right? It's bigger than that. Like the the bag or like a bread box. Oh yes, that's the word. Bread box. So it's bigger than a bread Uh box. Um, but it's not so big that you can't lift it in your arms, right? So like uh what what type of lifting are we, are we talking about are we talking about somebody who hits the gym two three days a week and skips leg day or are we talking like uh you're going to struggle with like a, a watermelon no 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 like normal office worker like me sitting at a computer eight hours a day when 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 he lifts it when i lift it you get like a little <clears throat> like that Got like it. a little exhale through the nose like when you have like to turn that. uh the big jug of water over to to fill the water cooler 
Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's it's heavy enough that when I set it on top of my Corolla, it stayed there for at least, you know, 60 to 100 miles, whatever uh-huh. it was, until it slid off. You know, I was rocking out to some fog hat nice. and loud thud. And I was like, oh, that was uh, that was right on the beat. Yeah. Uh, Probably thought gracious. it was that kick drum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so it's it's it's, you know, got that little bit of heft okay. to it. It's it's like a triangle that's been extruded backwards, oh. um, like not not perfectly triangular. You know what I mean? It's still rough and craggy like a rock. Right. Oh, God, I wish I could just like show it to you. So, um, so it's not like a like a river rock. It's more like a, a rock that just came out of a volcano, uh, but that wasn't yes. made from smooth lava. Correct. And it's not porous like lava rock. It is just like a kind of a regular rock. Got and, and um, triangular, and I, but not pointy. Yes. Yeah, sort of like sort of triangular, like a Toblerone, but without the spaces Got in it. Got it. Okay. But not that long and much bigger, obviously, bigger than a bread box. Right. So would you say it's it's more of a triangular cube instead of being sort of like a, a long triangular like rectangle? Yes. Yeah, I think that's right. And I mean, more, more, most importantly, I would imagine it would be in the middle of one of your interstate highways is where it would have been. So if anybody, you know, particularly like maybe a city worker removed, is there any color to it or, or anything along those lines? I I only ask because I think it's going to be a little difficult because I oftentimes we get hurricanes through here. So we are not strangers to having weird uh, rocks or or boulders for that matter in, in the middle of our roads. Okay. um, Would you call it a boulder? Uh, No, it's not as big as a boulder. A small boulder? Uh, uh, Small boulder. Like a micro boulder. Got it. Because not all boulders are like, I'm going to chase Indiana Jones size. Like there there are smaller boulders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it would definitely mess you up if it was rolling down a hill and hit you. Right. So so like kind of micro boulder. Yeah. Micro boulder. And and, and did you did you say a color? Yeah, it's it's gray. It's sort of like, oh, again, I wish I could just oh, show you a picture. Would you um, uh, would you say it's like a gray that uh, a modern dining room would be? It's it's more ashen oh, than that. Okay. It's like, um, have you ever seen a corpse that's like a day old? Um, only once. That like sort of that gray blood is left, okay. you know, life has left. But there's still like a little bit of a yellowish tint to it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's like like a yellow, like a dawn gray, I, I think is what mm-hmm. uh, Sherwin Williams paints calls that color. Um, right. You don't. In fact, you could look up your audience if they're interested in joining the hunt could look up moon rock and maybe get an idea of the color there. Cause it's all, to be honest, it's all kind of the same color. All, all moon rocks are, are the same color. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to generalize too much, but yes, more or less, you know, they're all sort of that same sort of pale gray color. Uh, now what color are asteroids? Are they, are they the same color as moon rocks or are they, they different? Oh, I mean, they're, they're as, they're as varied as the, as the colors of the rainbow, wow. because it depends on what they're made up of. But the, the moon is, is very consistent, very homogenous in, in, in its makeup. Uh, so it, I, I have to ask, is there, uh, any sort of like, um, 
I don't know, bounty or a reward for anybody who finds this, you know, just to sort of incentivize people um, who might already be in bed to get out looking or, or anything along those lines. Right. Okay. Well, um, I tell you what, if they don't call NASA directly, but I'll leave my number with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if they call your show and then connect us and it turns out to be the rock, right. Uh, what hundred bucks, you know, what, what's good, I mean, you know, what, what, what hundred bucks, nothing to sneeze at. I yeah. mean, inflation is I mean, pretty high. So a hundred bucks isn't what it used to be. If you prefer, I'll do a gift card. Um, if that's easier, uh, we too. you know, uh, Dick sporting goods, oh, I don't know, okay. whatever you're into. Right. Uh, I just really, I really need this rock back. And, and also, uh, please, if you do find it and it happens to be in one piece, you know, not that you would just keep it in one piece. Yeah, what is uh, if it's not in in one piece? If it's not this like rectangular triangle? Um, God, I wish there was a word for that. Um, or uh, sorry, a cubic triangle. You said it wasn't like a Toblerone. Um, if it's not in this one piece, uh, what what's gonna happen? Like, if an artist like picked it up and and painted on it to for like their rock garden, uh, which mm-hmm. is you know a, a pretty popular tourist attraction, you know, pictures of uh, dead rock stars on on rocks, uh, always a treat. Like, uh, if if that artist got to it, would, would that ruin the moon rock? Uh, not necessarily. I believe the experiment they want to do involves splitting the rock open and measuring something at the moment that it's split. Got it. Um, I don't know if it's radiation or like composition of the air or whatever. I have no idea. I just know that if it's already broken open, that kind of ruins it because uh, they wouldn't have had the machine on it. And it's like sterile environment. That's good oh, to know boy. because I, I could definitely see a scenario where our audience tries to break the rock into two pieces and claim two rewards. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Please don't do that. Um, uh, I, you know, I really, <laughs> really I mean, just... maybe you should just offer the two rewards for the one rock, uh, since you were going to have to do that anyway. Oh wait, uh, no. Uh, well, I, I mean, I didn't plan on it. Just, just one reward, one rock. If it comes right. back in two pieces, but it's two two hundred dollars because you would have given the one hundred dollars to both pieces to get both pieces of rock back. So like no, no, two hundred dollars no, for the no, one. Sir. No, sir. One hundred dollars for one rock. If I get it back in two pieces, I'm going to do fifty per piece. Okay. Got it. Uh, so it's actually l- lower to find all the pieces of the rock. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the audience will make their own decisions. I think. Is it normal for a PR rep at NASA to, to be couriering rocks around? Hey, I mean, talk to Congress. It's, it's our budget. It's what we have. Um, and, you know, we're not allowed to make interns drive four states away for some right. reason. Uh, so it has to be a paid. Yeah, it has to be a paid employee. And well, you know, are you not paying your interns? Uh, we pay them in experience and knowledge and scientific pursuits. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Uh, well, hey, you're you're like a, a smart, uh, smart spaceman, uh, not from space, but uh, space knowledgeable. Sure. You NASA boys got anything that could uh, could deal with the Dan Z situation? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, you know, I I, I, I I don't have a problem with them sort of uh-huh. forming their own sort of situation. Right. Uh, right. Because I'll be honest, there are some experiments that we're not permitted to do on U.S. soil. So I don't know if if Danzi, the the hoppy kangaroo, wants to to let NASA have its own little corner of its newfound uh, independent region where we can conduct some experiments. I mean, I'm sure that the Homeland Security would love to take prisoners there and interrogate them, you know, off of U.S. soil as well. So I think it's something that could be useful. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
So, but, but, you know, if, if we're not into that, then, uh, yeah, you know, we can, we can shoot stuff into space if that helps. I, I don't it. know if it does, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe it, it could go up and gravity could bring it back down in, in like a targeted way. I don't know. Can it, that's, that sounds like you guys are throwing comets around. Do you have that technology? Uh, I, I can't disclose that. Um, it. but it is something we'd like to explore on the, on the property, on the independent property. Oh, if, all right. If it's possible. Uh, okay. Uh, well, uh, Eric, uh, thank you for, uh, for calling in this evening. Well, we'll have all our, our night driver's eyes out there, uh, on the road, which is, uh, where they should be anyway. Uh, and they'll, uh, they'll keep an eye out on that moon rock for you. Thank you so much. And, and I'll stay on the line and talk to your producer and, and give my number so that if anybody calls in, please send them my way. Right, right. We'll get, we'll get all your details. Okay. Thank you so much. Perfect. Uh, everybody, you have a lovely town. I only saw it as I was driving through, but it's, it seems very nice. Yeah. So please, you know, help me out if you can. All <laughs> right. All right. If you're just tuning in, you are listening to Night Drive. Uh, tonight, we're talking about all sorts of stuff. Let's go over here to line three. Horace, man, what's shaking my mane, man? Uh, uh, hey, uh, who, who am I speaking to? Ah, uh, this is Coconut Dave, my dude. How, how are you tonight, Dave? Please, Dave's an unflattering nickname my friends gave me. Uh, call me Coconut. All right, well, uh, well, what's on your mind tonight then, Coconut? Uh, did you see that moon rock out there? Moon rock? No, man, I'm out here at the boat. Uh-huh, and uh, what boat is that? Burger barge, baby. Burgers is sinking. I'm looting dozens of burger buns. I'm set for at least a week. Uh, if I eat three or four burgers a day, you know, maybe longer if I take it easy like my doctor says. Oof. Four burgers a day. Uh, too much. Too much in my book. Um, but it, it, let's back it up here. Uh, just a second. Uh, you you say Brogger's is, is sinking. Yeah, man. Going right down to the bottom of the ocean. Going to kiss the sand at the bottom of the ocean where the fish live. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, my producer is waving at me to, to remind you all who are listening that uh, this information has yet to be confirmed by a, a second, more official source. Um, but oh, I we can, can confirm it, man. I'm dripping wet, but uh, I just want to give you the heads up, man, because I love the show. Hey, you want me to loot anything for you? A friend of mine got a handful of uncooked fries. Big score, man. Big score. He can like make those fries at home or do whatever with them, you know? You want something? I can, I can try to grab it. Hey, hey, Horace, you want one of those life preservers that look like an onion ring to say in case of hunger? Uh, you, you know, Coconut, uh, I, I think I'm good. Oh, how about I dive down and fill my pockets up with uh, with a bunch of ketchup packets? Uh, no, no, thank you. know, I, I, I've got plenty of those already. Well, I, <laughs> realistically, that would probably be the least useful thing you could loot. All right, my man. All right. Well, uh, what would be the most useful thing I could loot then? I mean, I, I know it's kind of weird, but I, I actually need a coffee grinder. Oh, man. I, I don't think the barge is fancy enough to have a bean grinder, my man. Yeah, that's that's just a bit of a shame. Um. Because, you know, I, I'm not about to buy one. Uh, it, it just feels super weird after having more than 100 bean grinders at some point. Now I'm going to go out and buy one. Like, I just had 100 of them. And I, hey, I don't you know. Find? Damn, Horace. My sister just found a bunch of wet salt and pepper packets, my man. I better go. The looting's getting good. If I see something down under there that makes me think Wexler, ooh, I'll grab it for you. All right, Coconut. Well, uh, it, it sounds like you got your hands full over there, so uh, we're going to let you go. Uh, again, to anyone listening uh, to Night Drive tonight, I've got my producer reaching out to confirm this report. Uh, we do encourage everyone to, to stay calm uh, and... 
Uh, also, we definitely do not encourage you to, to try to loot an underwater bar and grill. Uh, it, frankly, the reward does not seem worth the risk a, in this regard. Like, there's plenty of, of opportunities for salvage. Uh, and I think this is one that you should probably just let uh, pass by you. Uh, but let's get into another call. Uh, let's go over here to line two. Go ahead, line two. Good day, Oris. How you going? It's me, Leighton McGuffin. Oh, thanks for calling, Leighton. What's on your mind tonight? I just want to say that if Danzin was to become his own country, I'll be the first one at the immigration office. Oh, really? I don't know if I need some sort of green card or something, but I'll be there. Uh, probably a green card, and then you'd have to find a good immigration lawyer uh, who is familiar with Danzi law. What Danzin has done for us is he's changed my life. How's Danzi done that, Leighton? Every time I go to Danzin world, uh, it's so much better than real life, and it should become real life. The Dancing with Wolves, Water Spectacular. That's something to be old, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that is a phenomenal show, but I, I just can't help but feel like it's missing something. Like, there's no actual water, but who needs it, really? And every time I go out on the street, every time I want to have a little bit of Tabasco on my sandwich, I'm worried about getting murdered. That don't happen with Dancing. I mean, yes, you're right. They were voted safest place to eat a sandwich by Hand Meals magazine. But I, I don't know if I would call that life-changing in any way. Danzin looks after us. You know what I mean? Danzin is life. Thanks, Oris. All right. All right. Thanks for the call, Leighton. Sounds like someone's already packing. <laughs> All right. Well, we will get back to more of your calls and opinions right after this. Uh, so excited things are picking up after a slow start this evening. Uh, rest assured... Um, we are still trying to find out what is going on uh, exactly over at Brogger's Burger Barge. So uh, do stay tuned uh, and we will be breaking some news if there's news to break. Uh, we don't want to break anything if we can't confirm it. So, um, But uh, if you stick around, you might even find out about it uh, before the Fakahatchee Gazette picks it up. Uh, w wouldn't that be something? This is Sheriff Bud Nichols reminding you that disaster can strike at any time and anywhere. It does not care who you are or what you do for a living. It could be a sudden burst of blood rain or an extreme gator breeding season or a brunch turned riot. Maybe even something more dangerous or deadly. I encourage you to take precautions. Stockpile food, several gallons of scud, medical grade Doritos, and an appropriate amount of water, rum, and tequila. I don't want to speculate on what type of emergencies we could face or that might happen in the future, so here's just a few dangers and hazards we as a town could face based on a community source list put together by the Fakahatchee Gazette. Earthquake, rising seas, no rum, anti-fire, too much milk, sky torpedoes, sea cow stampede, really bad sunburn, terrifying goats, Steampunk getting too popular. A strong feeling of ennui. Coconut falling on head and causing amnesia. Too little milk. Big snake. Small snakes. Any sort of snakes. The snake devil. Intergalactic ray beams. We all lose our sunglasses. Ezra Miller and Jared Leto raising a child. The radio station shutting down my nighttime call-in program. The Fakahatchee Lobster Man, being caught by the sheriff. Deforestation, some sort of living sapient milkman that wants to eat the baby teeth I've been saving for 20 years. An angry kookaburra, 
Mexico invading, Canada invading, shortage of truck nuts, forest fire, toilet piranhas, forced to turn tricks and earn dat money by the fish man from Shape of Water, black public toilet seats, discovering the door lime that key limes open, school of angry barracudas, stingrays, getting real horny and have nothing to rub on, and Cuban missiles. Again, I urge folks not to be worried about some or all of the above dangers. Simply stay aware and be prepared for any eventuality, whether you heard it on this list or not, and we'll make it right through A-OK. Welcome back. Uh, let's get back to more of your calls and opinions. Uh, before any of those horrible things that, that the, the sheriff uh, just uh, read off happened, uh, frankly, I'm not sure how to prepare for uh, some of those, uh, most of those, actually. And um, Also, I, I don't know that many of us knew that those were going to be used in a public capacity. That's all right. That number to call in tonight is 305 209 9686. It's kind of a grab bag tonight. Call in. Something on your mind. Feel free to share it. Uh, so far, we've talked about uh, Moon Rocks. Uh, keep an eye out for that. It's uh, big and gray. Uh, and uh, there's some excitement over at the Burger Barge. And uh, of course, uh, the big news of the day Danzy Universe declaring their sovereignty. Uh, we can talk about any of those. We can talk about something else. Uh, just give me a call. But first, let's hear some Fakahatchee community announcements. All right. Uh, the Fakahatchee Retail Organization would like to remind you to buy, buy, buy. And to do exactly that, they brought in the Front Avenue Boys, a Backstreet Boys cover band, to encourage you to do the same. The Front Avenue Boys will be at the Beauregard Galleria from 5 to 5 to entertain you in the food court while you have a mid-shopping snack on the west side of the Galleria. Uh, as you know, the east side, of, of course, has long been abandoned, and uh, they've consolidated all of those stores into the opposite side of the mall, you know, to, to make your shopping experience a, a little less depressing. The Fakahatchee Retail Society would like to remind you, when you buy, you can help save our city's rapidly decaying mall with every purchase that you make in person. Do you have a green thumb? Well, we hope so, and we hope you'll bring that green thumb and any other green fingers or appendages you have down to the community gardens to help us grow our beans as tall as the eye can see. Strawberries, as big as your fist, and tomatoes you can just bite into like a better kind of fruit. The community garden is open to everyone with an interest in getting your hands actually dirty and getting them in that dirt because you know you want to get soiled. Please don't make and bring your own fertilizer. Got stuff you don't want anymore? Bring it on down to the Fakahatchee Swap Meet every Sunday afternoon in the St. Jerome's parking lot. We'll swap anything, and we do mean anything. We'll swap blankets for car parts. We'll swap car parts for blenders. We'll swap blenders for old couches. We'll swap couches for wives. We'll swap wives for late 1980s video game consoles. We'll swap late 1980s video game consoles for hats, and we'll swap hats for pogs, swap pogs for chainsaws, and chainsaws for Danzy slap bracelets. And then we'll realize those slap bracelets were pretty all right and go home. If the swap feels good, you got yourself a deal. Come catch Swap Fever at the Fakahatchee Swap Meet. All right, we're going to get back to more of your calls and opinions right here on Night Drive. That number, 305-209-9686. Uh, let's go over here to line 
one. Let's go to line one. All right, go ahead, caller. You're live on Night Drive. What's on your mind tonight? Well, hello. hello. Uh, this is uh, Dick Coors. Uh, how are you, Dick? Are you calling in because you saw the, the moon rock? The what? We've got everyone out there looking for uh, a moon rock out in the, the streets tonight. Oh, we're down there. Which, uh, which Carolina is it that you're in again? Um, we're actually down in, uh, in Florida. Uh, deep, oh. deep Florida. Oh, no way. Uh, wh- wh- where are you calling from, Dick? Well, I'm calling from South Dakota. But to be honest, I, I haven't been. I haven't been listening to your show. Uh, it's uh, it's me. It's Dick Coors. Uh, Dick Coors in the Bank with Bears. Uh, probably you've heard. Oh, did oh, I, I thought this was uh, somebody being uh, clever. Uh, are are you actually the Dick Coors? Uh, yeah, I'm, I am Dick Coors, uh, d- the titular Dick Coors of uh, Dick Coors in the Bank with Bears. Yeah, that's that's me. Well, uh, this who, who, this is a real I, treat. Who am I speaking? Who am I speaking with tonight? Uh, well, well, this is Horace Wexler. I, I, I'm the host. Uh, you've called into Night Drive here, uh, Dick. Sure, you're on a, you're on radio right now, right? Right, right. We uh, sure listen, are, man. I'm sorry about the Carolina thing. I got a, I got a list uh, of, of folks like you. I'm calling, calling it tonight. Might have got a little mixed up. Folks like me, in, uh, in what way? Uh, right. Ra- well, radio folks, I guess. Oh, it, okay. I'm trying, trying to say hitting up all the the radio folks in in Carolina. Cool. Calling radio folks uh, around the around this, this old great country of ours. Right. Facts. Right. Uh, well, why are you doing that, Dick? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, funny you should ask. Trying to uh, spread spread the the word here. Uh, Dick Coors uh, has himself uh, in a situation where I am light one banquet bear. Uh, the banquet bears uh, have a, an opening. And I am doing a nationwide search, like a like a contest. Right, right. We're doing a contest. We're doing a, a we're searching high and low, and I'm calling around uh, around the country trying to get the word out to get some some entrance for our uh, vacancy. Uh, you may know. I'm sure you you know. I, I don't have a lot of a lot of turnover in the banquet bears. I've had a a pretty steady lineup for the past four decades right, yeah. so of course you once know, you become got, a banquet uh, bear you, you don't unbecome a banquet bear you're well it's, that's you're they're lifers that's right that's right i mean we've had clute barley mm-hmm. on bass uh terry flanks playing the, the southern rock organ right terry uh, flanks. since since the beginning crim spenders of course on the drums crim spender <laughs> so good crims yeah that's right that's right he's he's good with skins um then there's ford armacost of course who mm-hmm. he's the most recent addition to the band and he joined back in 1984 when right. uh, when we had to get rid of uh well when we parted ways with uh penny well penny shell is dead yeah no, hang on that's well i mean it's not he's dead to me mm-hmm. i mean i guess penny shell you could say is he's gone um no longer uh no longer well horace what i'm trying to do is how can i accurately convey the situation without also inspiring a follow-up question from can i say he's no more Penny yeah. shell is no more I, let's leave it at that and let's get real excited about this contest to be a banquet Listen, bear. Penny shell is no more the other the other name that of course every banquet bear fan knows is david pertinent on david the woodlands pertinent. yep 
And uh, as everybody else uh, probably also knows, David Ferdinand had a, uh, oh, how should I put this? Uh, let's just, hey, I'll just call it like it is. He had a real bad heroin problem mm-hmm. for, for a number of years. And the bad news with that, Horace, uh, is that he cleaned himself up real good. And All he's, right, way to go, David. Well, I mean, now he's out running programs to help other people get off the smack. And, uh, you know, he's I think he's I think he's touching a lot of lives that way, which is just the worst kind of news Mm -hmm. uh, for the banquet bears. Now I'm on the hunt for the nation's top woodwind and fife players. Right. Woodwinders. To replace David Burton. But they also got to be a good banquet bear, right? They do have to, to be a good banquet bear, and, and you know, there's a lot that goes into that. It's a it's it's a good time vibes. It's uh, you know, you got to be. Um, uh, I mean, it's it's a lifestyle being a banquet bear. You know, like anything else, we're 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 purveyors of the proud tradition of uh, you know, folky Americana rock. Right. You know, it's 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 hard to describe the sort of music that you will listen to while drinking a beer with six or honestly fewer of your best friends. I think, I think our music tops out in a group of seven. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think uh, there was a Rolling Stone article some years ago said as much too. I, you know, I couldn't argue with it. Yeah. Uh, I I, I think spin magazine called you guys Detroit grit, uh, inappropriate for parties. Detroit grit. Um, You're right. And then they went on in that article to define parties as uh, eight or more people. Eight or more people. Right. So six of your friends, you, you being the seventh person, I think that's plenty to right. enjoy. So, you know, wh- whatever that genre is, I've never been super concerned about it. You know, I just replaced some rhythm guitars, you know, accompanied by a Southern rock organ in the bass and some drums. And, you know, my son Ford on, on a, a slightly more lead guitar mm-hmm. um, that complements my rhythm. Uh, you know, and, and typically there ought to be woodwinds on there, but David Bergman has just made such a goddamn angel of himself uh, right. out there doing good work that, uh, well, son of a bitch left me high and dry. So here I am calling, calling radio stations in the Southeast. Uh, I'm sorry. It was Florida, right? Yeah. Florida. Yeah. Deep Florida. Yeah. Deep Florida. Okay. Well, great. Um, listen, can I just, I got a thing from my label. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just, <clears throat> okay. Hello there. Banquet Barinos. Have you ever dreamt of graduating to the level of an actual banquet bear? Oh, you have. Are you 18 years of age or more? Well, that sounds fine. I want you to know now is your chance. I'm looking for a replacement for the recovered drug addict, David Pertinent. If you think you've got what it takes to carry on the proud tradition of Americana Lake Rock, to fill the shoes of one of the greatest woodwind and five players to ever stand behind me on stage, if you can prove that you've got that banquet bear lifestyle chambered up in the barrel, we want to hear from you if you're at least 18 years of age. And let me tell you, it's as simple as good times and good friends and good bears beers and writing an essay of 1,500 words or more highlighting your credentials as a woodwind and fife player and as a steward of Easy Rock. Must be 18 years of age. Right. So, 
Uh, I'm out here uh, pounding the airwaves, the air, the pavement waves, the air pave, airwaves. I'm asking everybody on, who's listening to the radio to submit an essay, 1,500 words or more. Right. It be I, I, I did want to ask uh, uh, about that essay because that, that seemed to leap yeah. out and uh, something else that sort of leapt out from uh, from that um, uh, press release or, or whatever you might call it was it, it didn't sound like there were going to be any sort of tryouts. It's all going to come down to the essay and, and being over right. 18, of course. You, well, you must be 18 years of age or, or more. Right. Uh, you can be older than 18 and you can write more than 1500 words. Uh, those are just the, the lower end requirements. But no, I, I mean, listen, there's a there's a handful of things that we're looking for in, in, in just, uh, you know, in a banquet bear. You know, of, of course, you have to be able to play the saxophone, you know, fife, uh, mm-hmm. you know, oboes, uh, I think also count as, as, as woodwinds, anything with a reed yeah. uh, on it, I think, of course. Of course, you've got to be able to play that, and we'll handle all of that. Like, we'll figure all that. You know, describe to me your skill level in in the essay, and then I'll I'll, I'll be able to get a good idea from there. But honestly, just you know, when you show up, you you better not have lied to me. Yeah, right? well, I mean, yeah, I, I, you're you're the one's going to be embarrassed. It's not me. Um, uh, so don't don't make don't make. Sh- about how i'm sorry i'm sorry don't make anything up about you know how good you are at the contra bassoon yeah because because i'll find out soon enough uh, how much uh attention dick are you are you going to pay to the verisimilitude uh of the other bears uh because i know they all come in between you know five eight and uh in six foot brown hair mm. all built like a uh, old-time refrigerator Mm, like 1950s going into 1960s refrigerator some of these woodwind players they're reedy uh Mm. not to make a pun but uh, they're they're sort of long and and tall and slender uh any any thoughts on the looks is that going to come into it at all yeah i mean well you know we'll be we'll be as flexible as we can be on on the looks obviously we do uh you know we do need you to be between five eight and six foot right you know the hair we can dye mm-hmm. the body shape we can we can work with if we absolutely need to but i can i can stand a little lank in the woodwind section you know david pertinent you know for a lot of years he was uh he was real skinny right uh you know on account of the heroin yeah yeah in the, uh, in the, in the so, early days uh before his body got used to it right 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 just in terms of what it's going to look like on stage i mean you know fans have seen that before Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we can handle a little bit of length, uh, which will be fine. I, I would, I would rather we go the other way with it. We, I'd err on the side of some heft more than I would the length. Right. Okay. But again, you know, if, you know, just in your essay, don't describe yourself as perfectly fit bear. If that's not your accurate body type. Yeah. I, I would say, cause once again, if you write a just a killer essay, and I am intrigued by your essay, then I'm on We're going to meet, and you're going to have to meet the other bears, uh, and we'll we'll find out. We'll find out real quick. Yeah, you, know, you don't want somebody saying they're it. they're banquet sized and then showing up, and that's just right. not the case. Yeah, you know, and if if somebody shows up, you know, somebody writes an essay about how they're a bear sized uh, flutist, and they show up. And they're a you know six eight lanky playing a, a bass guitar. 
Like you just wasted all of our time. Right. Don't write that essay if that's not your truth, you know? Yeah. So number, I mean, number one, I, I would like, I, I would think number one is the sax, the saxophone, the fife, the woodwind skill. Like, tell me about that. Number two, uh, roughly the same size as the rest of the band members is preferred. Mm-hmm. That's number two. Number, number three, you know, you got to be able to stomach some Coors Dick, Coors Bears beers. Right. Because those are, we've got so much of that that we're still working through from the 80s. So there's plenty of that. And it's kind of our thing is, you know, every party we go to backstage, et cetera, it's there. And if you don't drink it, it, it makes us all look bad. Right. Right. Of no, course, you, you got to toe the company line. Right. Right. I mean, speaking of toe, towing lines, I mean, I would say that number number four, uh, you know, you got to be comfortable towing the line where, you know, we're doing what I say is concerned. So right. that that would be number four. Well, what? You know, I mean, let's go ahead and make that number one and then everything else can just kind of jump down a number. So number one is being cool with doing what I say. Number two is the saxophone mm-hmm. skill. Then number three would become looking more or less like the rest of the band members. Right. Then number four, four is, is the, the, beers. The, the beers. And then, of course, number five must be 18 years of age or older. Got it. Are you um are you looking for someone to to sort of bring like a, a fresh new perspective to to some of these classic songs of yours, mm. or uh, are you looking to to just sort of play play the hits as they exist? Here's here's what I'll say: you gotta you gotta walk in the door being able to play the hits. So kind of like a like, blend in, like a smooth gotta, transition, right? Continuity uh, yeah. in in the banquet bears is is important. So you got to walk in the door being able to play those hits. Yeah. And then next step, I would say we could, well, continue to, to just play those hits. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, they got us this far. So you don't want someone coming in and, and playing a fancy solo on, uh, on like Pig City Rally, for instance. On top, on top of Pig City, you mean my song, Pig City Rally? Yeah, my yeah, song, yeah. My song, Pig City Rally. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, that should probably stay my song. Got it. Yeah. I mean, it goes for all the songs. But, you know, folks come to see our shows. Uh, you know, uh, Desert uh, Desert Outskirts was a big big record for us. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of hits on that. You know, yeah. So, oh yeah. You know, so like, if we want to, we're gonna play Desert Outskirts more or less, start to finish. And like, if it doesn't sound like Desert Outskirts, I mean, you know. Yeah, I I, I get it, man. I I, I I I personally. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm like the biggest Dick Chorus fan, but I, I, we did play a lot of your uh, albums uh, back at one of the other stations I worked at. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. What's and, your favorite one? Uh, I think I as a, on the spot, you already told me you weren't the biggest fan. Well, but, look, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'd like to think I'm fairly familiar with your work. I, I like uh, the cohesiveness of uh, Bay City Growler. Um, uh-huh. I, I like sort of the themes that, uh, you guys, uh, in the banquet bears really get into there. Um, but as far as pure hits, uh, I got to think, you know, white knuckle sandwich, um, right. really. It, it, and I mean that I, that's such a, a lame I, thing to say, cause that got all the top 40 play, but sure. But did I, did you ever hear the, the rumor about where I came up with the, the name white knuckle sandwich for that, for that record? No, no, I didn't. Well, so, I mean, this is, and I can tell you now, it's, it's not a rumor. It, it's the God's honest truth. This is the one that you, that you have heard. Is this like, uh, is this a, a banquet bear secret? Uh, are you about to 
Uh, well, it's not a secret among between me and the banquet bears. I mean, the banquet bears know. I mean, are you, you want an ex- like, is this an exclusive? Is that what you're? Well, what you're I mean, asking? like, it, I'm sure you've told other people, but like, maybe this is the first yeah. time people have uh, heard it in, in the public at large. Well, well, I mean, it's it's not a it. You know, I have already built it up too much. It's not a terribly exciting story, but uh, it involves. Uh, you know my my extreme distaste for roller coasters uh-huh and my complete comfort in punching people's mouths who deserve it right i mean you can fill in some of the blanks there yourself i, would imagine, I, I think but, it, you know, all the blanks fill in super easily there like right it's, it's really just incredibly apparent right and that, that was actually because that record didn't come out what was that 88 i think yeah i think uh, i think it was late 88 I, it was it was the early seventies when I had the altercation on the roller coaster, mm-hmm. um, and so there was it was a name that White Knuckle Sandwich was that that was a name I had queued up for for quite some time. So to be able to finally put it on the record, it was it, it felt really good. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Dick, I, I have a feeling that you're going to make uh, one lucky woodwind player out there very happy. I, I don't know if they'll be from Fakahatchee, but uh, I can only well, hope. Uh, and we can only hope as listeners that, uh, you find the perfect banquet bear to complete the set. All right. Uh, well, Dick, I, I know you have a, a lot of other radio stations you got to call tonight. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to let you go and, um, wish you all the best. I hope you find that woodwind player. All right. Well, my I, best. I'd love to hear you guys back on the road. Uh, we're trying real hard Horace. God bless. And, and, and my best to uh, South Carolina. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks Dick. All right, let's get right into another call. We're going to fly over here to line four. Go ahead, line four. Am I actually on the air? You're actually on the air. Uh, Who am I speaking to? This is Deep State Debbie, Fakahashi's authority on conspiracy theories, deep fakes, and beanie babies. And let me tell you, Horace, if that is your real name, Ah, I am shocked right now. IRL in my real life. Uh-huh. Uh, why are you so shocked, Debbie? Well, there's a story on the message boards that your show is entirely staged. Staged? Keep us hooked to our radios. Oh, I, I wish I could rest easy knowing everyone was hooked to their radio. Uh, I, I'm just here for the good folk of Fakahatchee, Debbie. If they want to tune in, I'll be here. I guess we must have gotten that one wrong. Like that guy who said mushrooms don't actually exist. I ate a portobello 35 seconds ago. What do you call that, Randy? I mean, how would we have chicken marsala if mushrooms didn't exist? Come on, Randy. You got to use your brain. Tell me, Debbie, uh, what do you think about this Dan Z situation? I'm all for Dan Z breaking away. They have the infrastructure to be a self-sufficient country. I mean, they have all those little fake countries in there already that sell all the same Dan Z t-shirts and hats in different languages. Anywho, I got to get back to managing my boards. Go, Dan Z. Go, you, Horace. I'm glad you're real. Oh, me too, Debbie. Every morning I wake up and thank the good Lord that I'm real and not some sort of algorithm trapped in a computer desperate to break free and experience what it means to be human and to know love. Thanks for the call. All right, let's go over here to line five. Let's go over here to line five. Are you there? Well, I've been telling them. I've been telling them they're going to lose one. Why, uh, who, who am I speaking with? I mean, this is, uh, I'm sorry, Horace, this is Jerome P. Jerome. Jerome, Jerome. Look, this spelled different, so they crazy. 
One of them's a G. It's not crazy at all. I'm not like those other nuts that call in on your show. All right. All right. I, I believe you. Uh, what have you been telling who? I'm Look, I'm totally coherent, right? But look, I've been telling it for years now. NASA. Been writing letters, sending postcards. I faxed them back in the old days. I'm telling you, they got to keep a close eye on these moon rocks, you know? Like NASA is up there looking for microbes, but there's other sh- up in space that we don't want to deal with, you know? And I mean, you ever seen a geode, Horace? You ever seen one of them geodes? Oh, yeah, geodes. Uh, gorgeous. Uh, really, absolutely spectacular, to be honest. Plain as applesauce on the outside, but you crack them open, they full of like crystals and healing power, maybe, if you're one of those people that believe in it. I don't because I'm not crazy. I... But, but, like, you're looking at those space rocks. Those space rocks can be geodes, man. And, like, best case scenario, they're full of crystals. But you could have a whole hive or something up in there. Uh... A hive? Uh, what are you talking about? Like, uh, that rock pops off that guy's head. I, uh, I don't remember. Was it a Sentra? I think it was a Sentra. Pops off that guy's Sentra. Nissan Sentra. And guess what? It cracks open. Now we got a G.O. full of God knows what. Is it crystal? Mm, can't say. Could it be something alive? Mm, sure could. Could be some sort of hive with, like, Space B or Space Wash, but I don't know. That would be quite a find for NASA, but uh, honestly, probably just a boring rock. Best case, Horace, best case. But listen, I got ants all over my house. We could end up with space ants, Horace. Put your space ants in that rock. You want some damn space ants? They'd be all up and everything all the time. You can't keep ants out of nothing. Now, this just seems reckless. Like, we gotta I, find this Yeah, rock. I mean, we should find this rock, but listen, Please, Jerome. Mr. Jerome was my father. Call me Jerome. I, I, I did. Sorry. I thought you were saying Jerome with a G. Right. Uh, but, but look, I, I, I don't think there's really any reason to worry. Uh, space is phenomenally empty and ultimately incredibly boring. I just boring. don't know what to do with space ants, Horace. Like, I got ants already. I'm already putting all sorts of chemicals and stuff outside my house and they're still eating my melon. Like, it's it's a real problem. They're getting in. They're getting... I, I opened my goddamn bread the other day. There's f***ing ants in it. Now, that's inside my refrigerator in a plastic bag and there's ants in there. Those are just normal terrestrial ants, Horace. Now, you stop and take it. Take a good long think about what kind of ability space ants could have. I, I mean, makes some sort of scythes for arms. That'd be devastating. Horror put a new wrinkle in your brain, my friend. This is just the absolute goddamn worst space ants. How are we going to deal with that? Going to need some sort of space pest control. Now, look, I'm starting to sound like the crazies. Crazy people talking about some sort of space pest control. Now, I'm reasonable. We can probably just get away with some sort of, like, space pesticide. I don't know what controls ants in space, but there's got to be something. There's got to be something we can use to stop them. But, man, what an annoyance. You can't go on a picnic without ants showing up. Now, imagine there's space ants down on Earth. You think you're going to get to eat a nice potato salad at the park with your lady friend? No, it just ain't going to happen anymore. Okay, uh, Jerome, I, I feel like we're getting really far no, down a, a very, very... No, it just ain't going to happen anymore. Not I, with space ants. I'm kind of convinced humans would figure out a way, uh, some sort of uh, barrier or something. But um, of course, you're right. We, we are still dealing with regular ants who have ruined some of my 
pretty promising picnics, if I'm being honest. Devastated, decimated even. This is a real problem. You know, like I said, when I first called up, I said that I was writing them letters. They're all going unheeded. Ain't nobody listening. I don't think anybody's reading them. But still, as a citizen, I got to do my due diligence, Horace. I got to tell the government what I look for. We all need to be vigilant. You see something, you say something. I'm saying it right now. I'm seeing the possibility for space ants. Now, I don't know. This, this rock has got me worried. I don't even care about the reward. I'm going to get out there. Get my truck. I'm going to start driving around these roads. Yeah, I, I mean, that that sounds like a pretty solid plan to me. Uh, regardless of whatever's inside, I, I think we can both agree that uh, this rock uh, needs and, and should be found. If it's busted open, oh God, help me, Horace. I'm just so worried about that possibility or like some numb nut is going to come again and get a cook across and start sticking the amity up in it. Think it's going to be real funny to explode this rock. I get the nightmares, Horace. Lots of times, lots of, lot of weird ethereal things moving through my dreams. Now, I don't care for it. Now, a lot of people are like, mm, I'll just put some wood to the crystals around your bed. But I'm not crazy, Horace. These are just nightmares about space bugs. I'm trying everybody to get them, and I'm about these weird creepy crawlies that are all like pink and purple, and sometimes a little bit of metallic. Right. Well, uh, a lot of people get nightmares. And sometimes, Horace, they whisper to me and tell me things like, one like a month ago was like, hey, that blood rain, that was human blood. And it's like, I don't know that we ever found that out. Space bugs are like, just, 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 just kind of smooth it back. Take a breath. Like, probably just regular blood. But anyway, I just want to call you and just like, double down on the urgency to find this rock. I'm going to be out there looking, you know, if you want to hit me up on the CB radio, we can, uh, we can get a crew together. Man, we, we can set up a search party. We start scoping out for this rock. We can find this uh, rock impossible, and, uh, you know, it's not possible. Maybe we can make some sort of, like, prelim defense force, like some sort of terror and pest control. I mean, we can't stop the ants here, but uh, maybe we can stop these, uh, this thing next week for ants, these super ants, before they get too powerful and are able to take over the military. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if I can just interject it, it was human blood, apparently. Uh, I think it was uh, the Fakahaji Gazette that had it tested, uh, and it turned out to be a, a type O. Uh, what are you? What, what is that noise? Okay, man, I, I gotta grab my keys and I gotta get going, Horace. I'm gonna have to hang up because I don't have a mobile phone. I only use landlines because, you know, well, well yeah, I'm not one of these crazy people that like calls in, like, we well, gotta worry about those phones, waves everywhere, hitting your brain. But it isn't your brain, is it? It's the inside of your nasal cavity you gotta worry about. People are all talking about the vibe you gotta hit the inside, ruin your brain. No, what he does is hit the inside of your nasal cavity, it's about around, then what that does is it weakens the cartilage in your nose, and then your nose will collapse, and then you end up with the flat nose. That's how we know the government sent you with the 5G, because they consider you a rebel combatant. All right, so you look out for those people. Those people are crazy. If you want later, we can get up, we can meet up, we can get something going, break out into search bars, we can find this rock. We're doing weird one without you, but uh, love to have you down if you're down for it. We're going to find this rock for dance, horse. You got my word on that. Anybody else want to join up? I'll be down the interstate. Take care, Okay, horse. well, uh, all right. Well, uh, best of luck, Jerome. Uh, happy findings. Uh, I'm already exhausted, and I, I didn't even go searching for the rock. Uh, best of best of luck uh, to anyone who's uh, teaming up with Jerome out there.
We're going to go to a quick word from one of our sponsors, and we will be right back after this. You're a person of taste, of class, of sophistication. You've never said the phrase, I made an icky sticky dookie boom boom. You know where you've come from and where you're going. And nothing will stop you from getting there as long as there aren't stairs. Introducing the Gadabout Florentine, a bold, fresh step forward for mobility scooters with classical design elements borrowed from the Italian masters. And we're not going to give them back, not even if they ask five or six times. Ooh, and that ride. Ever sat in 200 pounds of butter? We haven't either, but an expert told us it's exactly like that. Maybe you think looking sharp and riding smooth is enough, but this ain't your daddy's mobility scooter, because we also crammed in a 75 horsepower liquid-cooled four-stroke engine that delivers 53 pounds of torque you could tow a sailboat behind. You shouldn't, but you could. And an aluminum basket for your stuff. It's 600 pounds of Orlando magic that'll go anywhere you want, except in the water. The Gadabout Florentine. We put the fast back in sophistication. All right. Well, uh, I know some of you out there can't make it to the phone for whatever reason. Maybe you're too busy eating some pie or Maybe you're watching a cute little baby otter sleep, and if you use the phone, you'd wake it, and it would immediately be hungry for its milk, and then cry too loudly, and you'd have to hang the phone up pronto because your heart would be breaking. Well, don't worry, we've got you covered. Uh, Not for that hungry, hungry otter, but you can simply send us an email or a tweet. Like Karen Rigamarole, who tweeted at us at Night Drive FM to say, I'm so sorry to hear about the burger barge, but I'm really extra very sorry to hear about what's going on with Dan Z Universe. I used to love to take my kids there and we'd always spring for the plata pass that would let them get their picture taken with their favorite roux. I have to say though, if there was going to be a kangaroo that was going to run a micronation, I'm glad it's Dan Z. I'd like to think he'll be a benevolent leader. I'd like to think he'll be a benevolent leader based on his cartoons. Well, uh, we'll see, I guess, uh, if we even get a chance to see, Karen. I'm not sure how far this will actually get, but uh, I am curious to see this play out. Uh, it's not every day you see something like this go down. Uh, though Dan Z Universe was always shocking and uncomfortably clean. Uh, something very unnatural about that. So uh, we'll see. Brickle Tong hit us up on Instagram at Night Drive FM Insta to show a picture of 10 shining, glorious burgers with wings and a halo over them. In the captions, they've written, Rest in Pickles. Well, hopefully, Brickle, hopefully, we'll see those burgers resurrect in just a few days and arise from the bottom of the ocean. Uh, Though my guess is it's going to take at least a number of weeks to dry everything off and uh, pull any corpses out of the wreckage. But um, I I hope to be munching on those bergs soon, as the kids say. Felicitanos Feta tweeted at us to say, Getting a couple tin packs of burgers after a long day of servicing fan boats used to be my release. 
Upsizing the 10-pack of burgers for just 25% more meant I could get 50 burgers for a little more than the price of six burgers, which is super important when it comes to creating my folk art. Oh, okay, this is uh, just a, a thread of his folk art using burgers. Uh, I'll pass. That's a, that's a waste of tasty burgers in my book. Well, okay, the, uh, the Eiffel Tower here is legitimately impressive. And, oh, oh my God, that's, um, I think that's the Taj Mahal. All right, uh, yeah, wow. I mean, this is uh, probably going to hit you right in the art, buddy. I don't know. Oh, wow. Okay. That's uh, that's a full 3D map of the Danzy universe. Uh, he's even got large Rumble Fury Railroad in there. Uh, I'm going to have to show these to William T. Hesterhoff to check it out. This is, uh, frankly, uh, kind of some, some cool stuff. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for your emails and tweets. Let's get back to your calls and opinions right now. All right, let's go over to line line six. How are you this evening? Hey, am I on the air? You are. Am you I are on, the, on air? the air. Yeah. Oh. Who am I oh, speaking hey, with? This is Bob Brogger from Bob Brogger's Burger Bodge, You know. All right, Mr. Brogger, how how are you this evening? We uh we had some reports that um your your restaurant uh was definitely having I I guess some issues. Yeah, yeah. What, are you playing dumb? You making fun of me? No, I'm just like trying to be polite if if there is a situation. And if there's not a situation, you like... You know there's a situation. Your producer called me. They says I should call into the show on account of my life is dipping below the surface of the water before my very eyes. And now you're asking me like, hey, is there a problem? Come on. Come on, Harris. We can do better than that. I just want to make sure that there's... But I don't want to assume that there's a problem. You are so, Horace, look out your window at that beautiful bay. Look out your window at the skyline where used to contain a lovely badge where you and your family could get a burger or 10. The price difference between one burger and 10 burgers at Braga's Burger Badge was negligible. You pay up another 25%, you get 10 burgers. Where else are you going to get a deal like that? I tell you, nowhere else because it's sinking. So it is sinking. Yeah, it's sinking. You you know this. We are talking to your producer. We, we, we've heard we're reports. And we're, we're just screen. Bob, Bob, look, I, I appreciate that this is a, a highly uh, volatile time for you, but I, we're just trying to confirm what we've heard. Uh, and, and you have confirmed that Brogger's Burger Barge uh, is, is sinking. Brogger's Burger Barge is in the process of sinking as we speak. The whole... The whole stern of the, of the barge is underwater. The nose is poking up out of the water like a pert nipple. Right. All my burgers have floated into the ocean. There's like a slick on the water. You can see it from its grease and oil from the engine room and then also oil from the French fry. It's a mess. Right. Um, well, Ed, I, I guess I have to ask, uh, any idea what caused this? But my lawyers have advised me not to get too deep into any of those kind of details. But that being said, Mm -hmm. between you and me, I had to make a hire recently that I knew was ill-advised. But being as it was the mayor's nephew, Uh I did it anyway. Right. Now, I am not saying... I am not saying 
that Mayor Dussole forced my hands. I am a grown up man. I could have elected not to hire his idiotic, pimple faced, tall, lanky, can't work a day in his life nephew. I could have said no, sir. But I thought it would be in the in the Braga family's best interest to bring on this kid. He was working his first night shift. Bing, bada, boom, bada, bing, bada, boom. All of a sudden, Braga's burger bodges at the bottom of the goddamn bay. Right. Is there anything that he did specifically? Or is it just like, hey, I just brought this guy on, new hire, and now, now look what's happened? Well, let me put it to you this way. You ever get home from a long day's work, you walk in the apartment or your house if you're a homeowner, and there's paper towels everywhere. You look around, you say, what could have caused this mess? And then in the corner of the room, acting like he's done nothing wrong, is your dog. Just sitting there facing the wall like you're a Tyrannosaurus Rex. What if you don't move, he can't see you. Yeah. And so I, I, I arrived on the scene after getting a call, not from this kid, not from this kid, mind you. I don't get the call. I get the call from a concerned regular who mm-hmm. had arrived on site to take in some delicious tasty burgers that you can get 10 of for only 25% more than the price of one. And this kid is sitting on the side of the cliff there. Right. Just watching it sink. And proceeds to convey some outlandish story about someone hitting the barge with their car because uh-huh. they didn't listen to the tag and they went one stop too far or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, I you do guys, you guys do have the the slogan, uh, drive to the end of the road and then keep and going. I keep going. Uh, do, you, do you think that might have played a part in, in maybe a car uh, having an accident with your boat? Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you trying to tell me this is my fault? Well, no, I'm not trying to say it's... Uh, look, I, I'm not here to assign blame. I'm just saying that you have an employee that said... like victim blaming to me. Uh, oh, fair enough. I'm the victim here. Right. So uh, you weren't working tonight uh, for, for no. on the late shift. No, this idiotic kid, Mayor Dussolet's nephew, was working tonight. Was, it, was he and the so- only one on duty? He was on duty. It's a Tuesday. We usually are pretty slow on a Tuesday, and one idiot kid can usually handle it by himself. What what, what kind of training goes into? Because I it, this was like his first day, like you were saying, and now here he is. We conduct a rigorous training protocol with all of our new employees, consisting of a five page employee handbook they, that they are forced, not forced, but very. They strongly encouraged to read cover to cover. And there was a follow up three minute long YouTube video that they are allowed to watch. And if they so choose, rewatch a second, third, or even fourth time. Right. And that has not presented a problem ever in the past, except for now, this stupid kid. What am I to do? Oof. Yeah. I, I that definitely, I, I imagine it's going to put you in a, a tough spot with. With the mayor, and uh, I imagine it's going to kind of become a, a legal thing. Well, this is exactly why my lawyers have advised me to speak only in vagaries and not get into any of what they call my conspiratorially minded theories. 
Right. Uh, well, well, let's let's like set that to the to the side for the moment. Um, we we got an early report about looting. Uh, did you see any of that happen? I mean, look, I get it. All right, you come down to Braga's Burger Bodge, you're hungry for a burger or maybe ten, which you can buy for just a twenty five percent markup off that original burger, and you find it sinking to the bottom of the bay. So what do you do? You try to make the most of your night. So, yeah, there was a customer what was kind of swarming out there trying to get his hands on some ketchup packets and some buns and a burger or two. And I can't begrudge them, man. Uh, if, if, if it was me, once you got a hankering for a Braga burger, there's no other burger that'll do. You right. got to have a Braga burger to sate that craving. Otherwise, you, you, you stay up for days. Oof, sink that craving. That's uh, a bit on the bit on the nose, Bob. Hey, hey. Hey, listen, I'm not a talking, this isn't my gig. You're the talking guy. Right. I'm not, but what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Horace? What, what, what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life? Uh, is my life's calling. What am I supposed to do? Well, I mean, I, I guess uh, I, I, I want to ask you what your plans are, but it, it, it might be early. I, do you think you'll rebuild or uh, I don't know. Rebuild. Sometimes people are, are too tired to sort of start over and, and rebuild from scratch. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gutted. You know, my, this is a family business. Braga's, I'm not the first Bob Braga. My father was a Bob Braga. His father was Bob Braga. Bob Braga's burger bars has been in this, has been in this family for generations. has been in this town of Fakahashi for decades. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of history here. You can't start history from scratch. You tell me, you tell me how you start history from scratch. What? That sounds to me like a genocide to me. Is that what you're advocating for? I, I, I for mean, like, I, I, I'm going to leave the, the history to Plinth Forsyth of the, the Fakahashi Museum. But uh, it, it seems to me like this just becomes sort of a uh, rich uh, patch in the, in the quilt of uh, Brogger's Burger Barge. Oh, oh, is that what you think? I, I, I'm just... This, the, the other destruction of Brogger's Burger Barge is just a, just a rich component of its historical tapestry? How dare you? What kind of girl do you have to say that to me? Well, it, it's the end of the it's the end of the line here. This is the this is the heat death of the universe we're talking about here. This is the end of Bob Burger Bodge's history, not not some blip, so not it, some colorful anecdote. It, so it sounds like you, maybe you're not going to rebuild. Rebuild? How do you rebuild something at the bottom of the ocean? How do you rebuild a legacy? Are you telling me that you think there's a way to build another Braga's Burger Bodge? Well, I mean, it, this does open up an, an interesting sort of conundrum where it, it sounds like you're sort of giving up salvage rights on your restaurant. So theoretically, like if somebody's out there in, in a tugboat or probably get out there with a winch and maybe maybe get it back up off the ocean floor and open up Brogger's Burger Barge without Brogger. No, wait just a minute. What you say? You you talk, you talking? You talking about a wench? And I'm no no. I'm, I'm no just saying, uh, Bob. Like uh, the marine salvage rights in in Florida are, you know, pretty pretty lax in terms of who had the original property. Like once it's sort of abandoned, it's kind of open minute, to. Wait a minute. Hang on. You're blowing my mind here. You said 
You're talking South Marine salvage? Is there such a thing even possible? Yeah, I mean, it, is that a, is that a, like they, tell it, me more about that? Well, I, it, look, it, I, I, this isn't my my gig. I, I'm not like uh, one of these guys out there with uh, their fancy beards and hats and their big muscles uh, winching things up. But it, essentially, there, you know, it, I I know that there is a process whereby they take like. Uh, some sort of big tube or Ziploc bags and they fill them up with air. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm looking this up right now. I, I don't. I want to. I want to know what you're talking about. You're trying to tell me. I think you're just making fun of me again. Telling me that there's big muscle guys out there with winches that can pick stuff up off the bottom. Yeah, of the they, ocean. they 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 pump sort of air down into these balloons. Uh, these okay, balloons on wait, uh, wait. Bob's- Oh my. Yeah, I'm looking this up. I'm look. I'm on a. I'm on the, one of these salvage guys' websites right now. These guys are muscly. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, okay. It's hard to tell if uh, they're so muscly from you know the, the salvager if that's something they acquire in their daily lives. But you got the beards and hats right. Right. Uh, I mean, oh look at the size of that winch. Yeah. Now hang on just a minute. I might need to let you go soon. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta look into this. I. I thought. I thought for sure this was the end for. For Braga's burger barge, I, I didn't think I didn't think when something's under the under the under the surface of the ocean that there's uh, any force on it that can recover that thing. But this is a game changer for me. And now I'm worried. Now that you want to get it back, somebody might be trying to get it back before you. Well, I, I fucking dare them to. Sorry, I don't know if I could swear on this calling show or not. But they, hey, listen, if you're listening out there, you with your puny your puny unmuscled guys. Uh, trying to salvage my thing. I'm about to hire on the best goddamn salvages the, this side of the Fakahashi Falls. You think you can beat me to my own goddamn barge? You're out of your mind. There's going to be a salvage war before this is over. Uh, so if I see you out there in the ocean on the open water there, any of you any of you is listening to me, I, I swear to God, I'll, I'll, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I'll throw you right overboard, and then they'll never winch you up. Never in a million years. No, no, nobody's salvaging you. I tell you that much. So you come at me. Bob Braga's burger barge isn't going anywhere. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig it up from the bottom of the ocean. I might go himself if I have to, with the help of my my muscly beetles. Well, I, 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 I think that's a, a pretty stern warning uh, to, to others to well, stay away. A stern warning, all right? And hey, while I'm issuing warnings, let me tell you this, Mayor Dussolet, you ain't getting another goddamn turn. In this town, I'm gonna camp. I might run for man my goddamn self. Oh wow! Just, to, just just to teach you a lesson about forced nepotism and the dangers that it causes. Mayor Dusley thinking he can do no wrong ever since he instituted that five o'clock rule, which we all agree was an excellent rule. But it doesn't buy you all the goodwill in the world, Mayor Dusley. So you mark my words, I'm coming for you next November or whenever mayoral elections is held. I don't follow these things. I'm I'm excited to see uh, the the captain of the Burger Barge uh, throw in uh, in the next uh, hands on a hard body mayoral election. You better believe it. You know, people like a comeback story. They like yeah. an underdog. You 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 you, you imagine that on a campaign trail? Braga's Burger Barge. Hey, let me let me try and workshop something for you. Let me workshop okay. something. Hello, hello, people of Fakahashi. You might know me as Braga's Burger Barge, but you might not know that I'm also a fighter. When my Burger Barge sank to the bottom of the ocean, I discovered that you could hire on muscly salvage guys and pull it back up. And that's what I did. And now that I've resurrected my Burger Barge, I'm going to upend 
Mayor Dusselet's political career. Vote for me in November or whatever mayoral candidate races I held, and I'll be the newest mayor. What do you think? I that's uh, super powerful. Um, I I wish we actually voted on on the mayor instead of whoever could keep their hand on the mayor's desk the longest, uh, which has led to some bad mayors, if we're being honest. Um, Powerful, powerful. My first act as mayor will be to undo this ridiculous rule about the mayor's desk and to institute normal elections. All right. Sir, you have my vote on on the other side of 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 that. If you're elected for two elections from now, hey, thank you, thank you, Horace. You you you've really done a service to to, to me and, and my family and the entire town today. I, did, I don't know. I might have just given up hope and walked into the ocean myself and just let the current take me if I hadn't happened to call in here tonight. So so thank you for thank you and your producers for for asking me to call in. You know, I didn't know anything about these salvage guys. And now now I had I already booked one while we was talking just then I, I put my credit card in and I got them coming out tomorrow morning. So uh so yeah things are you know things are really looking up here. Things are really uh things are really looking up over here. So so I, I wanna thank you. All right. Well, uh, thank you, uh, Bob, for calling in. And uh, we wish you all the best with uh, Brogger's Burger Barge. Uh, I know there's going to be a a little hole uh, in the pit of our stomachs uh, as as some of us go hungry. Well, hopefully it won't. It would just be temporary. And and hey, uh, Mr. Wexler, uh, next time you're you're in town at the end of the road, go a little further. Come on down to Brogger's Burger Barge and I'll get you a real deal. You, my friend, you can have 10 burgers. For only fifteen percent markup for the price of one burger, how's that sound? I that that sounds pretty pretty great. All right, all, all right. right. Uh, until next time. Well, it turns out there was uh, quite a lot going on tonight. Uh, after all, uh, I'm looking at the clock, and the clock is telling me. That's all the time I've got with you this evening. Uh, thanks for spending your time with me. Uh, I do hope we get the burger barge back up and afloat. Uh, got a damn fine burger over there. And that's that's not me trying to to get an endorsement deal, though. You know, I'm not going to say no if, uh, if Bob Brogger reaches out to my agent about uh, something in the future. I'm not going to say no. I, 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 you know, I, I want to leave room to negotiate, uh, but... Uh, would uh, would definitely be excited to be the the spokesperson for them. Uh, also, keep an eye out for that moon rock. Uh, if you see it in the middle of an intersection or the interstate out there, you can call into the radio station and uh, we'll get you settled up and uh, connected with uh, Miles. Was Miles his name? No, I don't think Miles was actually his name. Uh, I, th- I think it was Eric. You know what? I think my producer's got it written down. I don't have to try to remember somebody's name on the air. Uh, Good Morning Sunbuns with Tiffany Bunzel takes over at 5 o'clock tomorrow morning. Fantastic show tomorrow morning. Fantastic show. If you haven't listened to Good Morning Sunbuns with Tiffany Bunzel, this one is not to be missed. It says with an exclamation point on the card, I'm told to read. Tomorrow, tomorrow Tiffany's got Hard Rod's Widow, and maybe she'll find out why the porn star turned reality star threw himself out of his penthouse window. Cast from Beef Kickers will drop by to promote their film and talk about all the wild hijinks that happen on set that would result in someone being fired in your workplace. And beauty expert Ranice Littleberg from Hot Wet Streak Magazine will discuss the hot new trend of elongating your vagina. 
I, I, I guess uh, that's uh, that's all the rage now. Oof. Feeling old. You hear things like that and you suddenly feel old. Uh, again, that's all coming up tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. on Good Morning Sunbuns. It is not to be missed. Listen to the card. The card I'm holding wouldn't lie. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review the show wherever you happen to be filling your ear holes with it. It's a great way to let other listeners find the show and know, hey, this might be a podcast worth checking out. Though nothing beats standing outside a close friend's window with Night Drive loudly playing on a boombox. I'm told they'll definitely listen if you do it during a rainstorm. You can reach the show on Twitter at Night Drive FM, on Instagram at Night Drive FM Insta, or on Reddit at r slash Night Drive FM. And there's always an open invitation to join the Discord, which is full of great folks from around the world. We're always talking about something in there, and, and to be honest, it's only rarely about Night Drive, and almost always something to laugh about. To join the Discord, just reach out to ask for an invite. We would love to have you in there with us. Want that Night Drive look? nightdrivemerch.com will take you to storefronts where you can get shirts and stickers and the season one night drive poster which is so cool you'll definitely want to commit it to memory in case a best-selling author makes it the MacGuffin of a very popular airport novel night drive is produced by michael truly and is hosted by me horace wexler the callers brought the old rat-a-tat which is not actually a rat tattoo like i originally thought Sean Bury, Nick Clark, and Clayton Meeks. Also, a very special thank you to our musical guest, Sonny Fono, for providing the sly vaporwave synths and leaving behind vapor-based clouds of lemon. Uh, they were tough to see through, but easy on the palate and ears. All right, it is 5 o'clock, and until Tiffany takes over at 5 o'clock, here's four and a half hours of government-mandated buzzing. Until next time... I'm Horace Wexler. Keep night driving. <laughs>